Hello and a very warm welcome to this edition of the Africa Legal Podcast and quite an exciting one today actually. We have two lawyers who are from leading international law firm Linklaters who are currently on secondment with the firm's alliance partner in South Africa, this being obviously Weber Wenzel. And the two gentlemen joining me today are Archie Prue and Amon Al-Safar. So gents, Enough about this background. Let's dive right into some questions. The secondment play, it always seems to bring out a lot of great experiences, but it's really come to the forefront of a lot of firms' offerings in recent years. Did did you both actively seek out a firm where you, you know, knew there were international secondment opportunities, or was it more of a, a nice to have when it when it happened? Amon, thoughts from you first. Um, well, for, uh, first of all, thanks for introducing me, and it's yeah, very happy to be here. Um, so for me, yeah, it was definitely right up there on the list of um, things I wanted um, when I was applying for jobs. Mm-hmm. So I saw um, Linklater's had it for six months, and y- y- looking into the future, there's not there's not many opportunities to go to a different country for six months, really sort of engross yourself in the country, and almost you know becoming someone um you know becoming one of them um so for me that was uh yeah a really um important uh thing i wa- wanted to do and uh yeah obviously very grateful to uh actually manage to go on secondment and uh, in, a, in a country such as south africa in particular 100 percent. and you know h- how was it actually like just out of interest advertised within the, the firm do you is it does everyone go on a six-month secondment or is it an, an option how, how does it work in practice so generally in your you do four rotations in a two-year cycle between yep. different departments in a law firm but that last rotation there's there are advertisements to go on secondment to a different office in a different country or to go on a client secondment um and different departments have different options so i'm in litigation so that had a handful of clients secondments and then i had the choice of johannesburg paris or singapore by archie for example i think he had um with his his um expertise should we say they had more options um so he had the whole world at his fingertips Gosh, so I must say, on that litigation side of things, Paris and Singapore as a as a, a strong whiff of the arbitration front on on that regard. Is that something that you are you you are looking into? Or are you a very much a court focused practitioner? I'm yeah, I'm very much an arbitration man. There um, we go. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I've never actually done any court work, so yeah, I think my uh, my path has been. Uh, pre-made for me well you're in an interesting space the african arbitration kind of world is developing at pace you know regional agreements there's a fantastic new arbitration facility in joburg i don't know if you've had a chance to visit yet but you must but i'm leaving archie to one side archie pull it in for us here international secondment an absolute must have on your list or a happy uh, occurrence that surprised you Yep. So firstly, thanks um, very much for having me on. And I think it was a must have. Um, So many large international law firms, which I was applying to, had the international government opportunity. Um, And I think therefore that if a firm didn't offer that, they would sort of be, um, you know, my second preference. Sure. So, yeah, it was definitely um, part of the plan to join a firm which supported the international comments. And I'm really happy that I was able to join a firm that did that and then um, get myself on one. 
And Archie, I'll put you on the spot. So you said it's as important to you as moving someone into a second place kind of preference. You know, that's going to be really interesting to a lot of firms listening, I think. So what is it that you hope to or actually are deriving from this this international secondment you know different from a client secondment or moving to a, a UK regional office what what are the key benefits that you have either realized or hope to realize through this I think um it's a, a key benefit is sort of just putting yourself in a situation where you're perhaps not as comfortable and then sort of enjoying mm. some of the benefits that stem from that um having to go into a new firm learn a new culture, learn, um, meet new people, uh, kind of forces you to adapt quicker, um, improve your teamwork, communication, and also see different types of work. So I think that all those benefits roll into one. Um, it's just a fantastic thing to be able to experience and um, is only going to help me going forward in my legal career. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And look, I'm, I'm going to stretch it slightly, but client centricity, let's face it, that's the the, the word that is drummed into every aspiring and, and trainee lawyer, it seems at the moment, you know, talking about outside the comfort zone, teamwork, you know, working in new environments and new cultures, a lot of that could resonate in a client environment as well. Are you, are you finding that trend is an easy one to, to draw, i.e., your experiences on this international secondment are going to have a direct benefit to the clients that you serve now and in the future? Yeah, no, 100%. You know, when, when you get placed in a completely new environment with new people, new culture, you have to improve upon various soft skills, um, you know, learning how to quickly and efficiently communicate with people and work with a new team. So I think developing those skills hopefully is going to lead me to be someone who both colleagues and clients enjoy working with. And I think sort of a byproduct of that um, will hopefully be, you know, clients like work with me, colleagues like work with me. I get on lots of deals with fantastic clients. I can develop more meaningful relationships with our clients because of the experience that I've had. Well, I think, you know, even being willing to go outside of your comfort zone to the extreme, I could say, you know, Paris and Singapore. Um, yeah, slightly you know, different I, London. Yeah, you know, I think it's good that you've you, you've put yourself out there. I think it's a really good sign. And Eamon, just to pivot to you here, what are the key benefits that you're looking to to derive out of this? Whether it's for your own career development, whether it's for client, um, you know, benefit. What what are you really realizing here? I think in terms of let's, in terms of career development, I think the thing which has been the most tested is definitely the social skills. You're sure. going. You're. I mean. Even on the first day, the first day in a new job is intimidating, but the first day in a new job in a new country, um, you know, it, it you, you learn a lot um, how, how to interact with people, how, you know, there are different quirks the way people um, interact with each other in this country, in South Africa in particular. They're incredibly friendly here. That's something you'll, you'll pick up on. Um, so just picking up on those soft skills can then transferred in a more uh, sort of micro context um, on a day-to-day basis in terms of your career whether it's meeting with different sorts of clients when working with different offices um, so I think those social skills have hugely benefited um, on, look look let's talk about first impressions here and a bit a little bit tongue-in-cheek from my experience please tell me that on your first arrival in the Weber Wenzel Johannesburg office you did actually go into the parking garage and take the lift up rather than 
pacing up the 100, 200, 300 stairs at the front of the office and arriving like a sweaty mess, like I did the first time I went to the, the office. Which one was it? Cool, uh, calm, collected uh, elevator or pacing up the front steps? Fortunately, cool, calm and collected. But I must admit, <laughs> I must admit, we were basically picked up from the hotel and escorted. So there wasn't much room for, uh, Safe. for error. <laughs> See, Chris, Christo and Sally, no. They were like, we want these guys arriving, looking their best. You know, their double wins a tie. Exactly. I, I, on the other hand, was running up with a backpack and a briefcase in uh, February. So it was about 33 degrees. And no, I'm just, I'm glad. And Archie, sounds like you were both in the same very managed arrival. So nothing but the best impressions for the link later secondes here. Well, I'd like to think so. We perhaps have to ask <laughs> others on that. Um, but no, definitely felt that we were able to feel really comfortable immediately, um, which helped us sort of perhaps look a bit calmer than we were. Everyone was super welcoming. So, you know, it was fantastic. They are an incredibly friendly bunch. I think you've, you've, you've definitely landed on your feet in, in that regard. And look, let's talk about things that we might take away, you know, bring back to our, our practice back in, back in the UK. Is there anything either personally or professionally which has really stood out and gone, you know what, I think we could do things or I could do things a bit differently on the back of some of the experiences and the interactions you've had during this, albeit short, secondment. Uh, Aim on, take a lead on that one. <laughs> uh, so for me, I think the approachability of um, colleagues at all level, even up to the very top, is something mm-hmm. um, which hugely uh, surprised me. And now is actually something I, I really enjoy. I have no issues walking into a very senior partner's office and making conversation with him and knowing that they are equally engaged in that. And perhaps in London, things are a bit more hierarchical. Sure. So perhaps when I go back, that's something we, you know, I can try to help implement or encourage because it, it makes working easier. You're not intimidated to ask questions. No, no one has the answers for everything. Um, so you do need to approach those who are more senior than sometimes. And if you have that comfortable relationship, um, it makes the job much more enjoyable. Um, so, and I think South Africa in particular is just good for that. Um, mm. People, even on the day-to-day basis, are welcoming. And obviously that sort of trickled down into the law firms. I think you make a really good point there on the on the... Even perceived hierarchical kind of uh, attitudes are a uh, they they stifle interaction and conversation and people getting the answers they want because I don't say the vast vast majority of partners in any law firm, regardless of seniority, are actually up to answer questions, welcoming, ready to engage with junior colleagues, but it's the fear that there is going to be a rejection or a short snap. I don't have time for this. That actually stifles that where it's nice to be reminded that it's probably, you know, uh, not saying all of it, but part of it is on having that willingness as a junior practitioner to knock on the door or ask the questions because you're usually surprised at how warm uh, and gracious the, the, the response is. Uh, I don't know if that, that resonates with you too, Archie. Yep, it definitely does. And, um, you know, it's something I've noticed as well, and Amy and I have actually spoken about. Um, I think it's perhaps slightly easier to do that at Weber's due to the fact that the transactions don't tend to be the same size at Linklater's. 
and therefore the partners will sort of run the deal team quite leaner and therefore it's easier to sort of go up the chain to the partner whereas sure. some of the big corporate matters that link later is um you know you're in teams of 10 plus right and it's only one partner on it so therefore they're going to have a couple of ma's which is a managing associate underneath them associates under them trainees under them so because of that it's perhaps harder to get to the partner just because there's sort of a chain of command um whereas at webers you know you could be on a deal with uh, two associates and a partner and therefore it's easier to speak to partners here but no i completely agree with what i'm saying and um it'd be brilliant if at link later so we can uh yeah try and get more sort of partner time for juniors sure thing and let's let's finish with a question around you know impact on career goals you both seem to be pretty internationally minded simply through you know the fact that you went after these secondments but how has this impacted your your zeal for what your practice you you wanted to look like you know when you're at partner level or or, or even leading you know a, a, a law firm is international going to be absolutely at the core of what you do or any other things that you've kind of taken on board for your own career development here? Amon, give us a lead. Um, I, I think you hit the nail on the head. Yeah, definitely having a strong international um, element in my practice would be, would be incredible. And I think in my um, chosen route in litigation slash arbitration, that, that can be tougher um just because of the, the way that those cases work compared to a, a more transactional sure, um, sure. sort of roots uh so yeah to try and Im- implement that more i know there's def- especially particularly in africa there's definitely more scope for um in uh link laters, for example or just law firms in europe in general to engage in um, some of the arbitrations here and they're growing massively you, you touched on yeah. that early particularly in arbitration so I think that's that might be something I'd, I'd definitely keep my eye on and uh, perhaps making these contacts now I've already seen how sometimes I've been approached for contacts back in London well clearly these these connections I've made um, will be important for the years going down the line so one one aim would be to, to maintain those those networks and those relationships with people um, uh, with people here. Uh, so that would be another thing that would be, I think, important to me uh, as, a, as I get more senior. Fantastic. And Archie, any final thoughts from you when it comes to career goal impact on the back of your experiences on this comment? Yeah. So I mean, I guess before the comment um, experience, I kind of was aware of the Wentzel Alliance, but, you know, didn't have a particular interest in it or sort mm. of South African company, South African business. But going forward, I think it's impacted my sort of career goals in the sense that I'm now going to work really hard to actually get on matters with South African companies, with South African um, businesses, because I feel like I have a sort of good background in that now. And I think, you know, as I become more senior, I'm just going to continue to work as hard as I can to um, continue the alliance. And yeah, just sort of try and, um, benefit the firm with my knowledge of Weber Wentzel having spent some time here so yeah definitely want to um, try and improve the alliance further and uh, continue with as much South African work as possible that's, I'll tell you that's really great to hear because I work mostly with the team at, at Weber Wentzel so yep. knowing that there are counterparts on the, the Linklater side of things that are as keen about the 
the ongoing potential and the growth of this alliance, you know, not just, oh, it's stagnant. This is what we do. We're an alliance, but there's untapped opportunity abounds. And I do think these secondments are absolutely vital to unlocking additional value from this alliance which was groundbreaking at the time and i think it can it can stay groundbreaking and it's you know young keen fantastically talented young lawyers collaborating that is going to be the key to that and this has just made me even more confident that that is the way forward and it is actually being acted upon so gents what i i think that's a wonderfully positive message to end on um so i will say thank you very much to both of you for joining me today and thank you very much for having us. Yeah, thank you. A pleasure both. And a big thank you, as always, to all of our listeners. If you are new to the Africa Legal Podcast, fear not, you can find us wherever you listen to your podcasts. SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, you name it, we like to think we're there. And if we're not, find us on social media and tell us where else we need to be. So, without further ado, this has been Tom, Amon and Archie, and we're signing off for the Africa Legal Podcast.